Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello and welcome back to Conversations with Cornelius! Hello everybody, it's me, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, and welcome back to the podcast! Yes, 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 with the EBS, I'm sitting inside in a room, in a little kind of a dwelling, in, in Clonakilty. It's a beautiful day, we should be outside, Colin, we should be we outside. We should, we should. But we're inside, because, yeah, we can't do podcasts outside, it might rain. We don't know, we're in Ireland, it's, it's a beautiful chilly. now. A little chilly. It's a little chilly, exactly, yeah. So we have the, the we, uh, yeah, yeah, we're inside, we're in Clonakilty. I'm down in West Cork. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, thank you so much uh, to everybody who got on to me for last week's episode, Dear Diary. It is the most listened podcast since I've uh, launched this podcast in, in, in January. Um, the amount of messages and WhatsApps and texts and DMs and uh, dick pics that people have sent to me have been off. Have been off the radar. Honest to God, I, I like I, I know I'm I'm saying thank you every week, but I really mean it. Like uh, it was a kind of a it was a, a, a weird episode last week for me personally, but I've I've actually listened back to it a few times now, um, because I my vanity knows no bounds, and um, I, I I I'm I'm looking forward to listening back to it in in a decade or in 15 years time when it might resonate with me um, even more on 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 how I felt. And how our yeah what our family went through last week, which was um, yeah so look it was amazing it was sad it was poignant but it, it's there now for everyone to listen to so uh, live by the sword die by the sword Colin huh? that's it do you know what I mean um, so yeah so we've got so I've got a great episode for you this week I've got a fucking great episode for you this week I'm so excited about it I genuinely am but before I get going I just want to um, just mention our sponsor, okay? Our sponsor uh, of this fantastic podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, is the West Cork Beard Company. And it's a beard company, as you all know, down in Clannacilty, down in West Cork. Um, Irish-owned, and I, I couldn't be prouder to be representing them. I say it every week, but I absolutely mean it. And so I mean it so much that I got in contact with Colin last week. I said, hey, Colin, um, any chance you'd come onto my podcast and talk to my listeners and tell them how fantastic you are and your, your company is? And he said, f- f- who, who's this? <laughs> who's this? <laughs> I said, this is Cornelius. <laughs> I said, Would you, 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 no, I don't know. No, uh, no, I don't know who you are. No. So he said, yes, of course. He said, yes, of course. And here I am now. And um, so I'm going to welcome him to the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the beautifully put together, the properly built, the absolutely masculine man himself, a beard that Santa Claus would be fucking jealous of. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Colin Murphy! <laughs> How can I not be excited with an introduction like that? Oh, Colin, I'm <laughs> excited to be here, man. How are you? I'm great, I'm great. Yeah. Feeling, feeling good, the sun is shining. And yeah, feeling good. Feeling good. I, I, we've been hanging out for the last kind of half an hour, had a coffee yeah. in the sun. Yeah, first time we've spent a bit of time together, I think, which people might think Find is surprising. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we met. met <laughs> 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 go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no. Th- so, um, 
we we were talking about um, etiquette here before we started about microphone etiquette, and we we're like, okay, I'll talk, then you talk, you talk, I talk, <laughs> and then straight away we're like dancing together with with, with our words. We met, all, we're, we're we know each other a couple of years. Uh, we're working with each other nearly three. We were saying was it three years? Three years, years I'd say, yeah, three yeah. years, mm-hmm. three years, three glorious years. But we've only ever met once. Yes. Yeah, it was a blind date, and <laughs> you tried it on, Colin, and I said, you know what, man, I'm not interested, I'm married. I bought plenty of drinks that night. You fucking plied me with drink, you bollocks, you did, but look, listen, I said a shift is enough, but anyway, you were you were a gentleman. Um, we met once, it was at a gig in Debarras. Comedy gig, yeah, like, it was a uh, couple of you, couple of comedians. That's right, and myself and Sharon, um, McSweeney, do you know Sharon and McSweeney? Donald, Donald McSweeney. And Donald McSweeney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sharon had a baby during the week, shout out to Sharon. Yeah, yes, yeah. and she had a little baby, Paddy. Congrats Lovely name. Well done, Sharon. Mm. <laughs> uh, I don't know what your husband's name is, but well done to him too. Yes. We're all about the men and the women on this podcast. But, but as, you're, as, as you were saying with regards to that gig, just before we came on, you were a little bit out of sorts because, of course, you were running it. Mm. We basically didn't say a lot to each other, you know, for the simple fact that you were busy. Mm. And um, we just continued our relationship online. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I met my wife as well. <laughs> you know, would you believe? Yeah, online is great. It's great for business. It's great for wives, you <laughs> know. But yeah, that, you know, you're right. It's like very hard after gigs, like um, just to talk any sort of normality to anyone because you're, there's adrenaline going through your veins. You're kind of trying to trying to appear a lot cooler than your insides are, are showing. But I do remember we took some sort of a photograph as well. It was a bit grainy, I'd we say. Was it? <laughs> you sure never posted sure it. Used that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I used it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's great to finally meet you. Yes, properly. Yeah, mm. and um, we had a little bit of a conversation outside. We had a coffee. Took in some sun, and I have to say, and I mean this genuinely, like, I'd say if I was living around here, I'd hang out with you. Yeah, you yeah. know the vibe straight away, and it's good, the vibe is good. Yeah. You know, um, you know, you remind me of one of my good friends, actually. Go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. me more. Well, Tell no, me no, 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 well, I, <laughs> I'm not sure if I should mention him, but, um, yeah, a good friend of mine, you remind me of him, just your, your way, and, oh. you know. Well, I like him. We hit it off straight away, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did. We did a little kiss. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. So I want to talk about, uh, obviously, I want to talk, uh, you know, not just about the West Cork Beer Company, because, like, obviously, people would, might go, this is some fucking sort of a joke. Like, he's this fella on here now, and all he does is talk about fucking his beard. He shaved his beard off a couple of months ago, and now he's still going on about it. So I'd prefer to talk um, just at the start, just about you, man. Oh, like, you're... F- Mid forties, early forties. Forty two, yeah. Forty two. Mm. Mid forties, forty four. <laughs> oh, right. Um <laughs> so like where are you from? Where did you from? yeah. Grew up in Clannacilty, um born and bred actually in, in the house next door to where we are right now. All right. And um yeah, spent years here, loved it. Um very sporty kid. My dad was mad into cycling. He uh I used to see him training. He used to have a little small weights, little gym. Used to see him look at his biceps, going, "Wow, I want, I want them when I'm grown up." So, like immediately, I was um, like every little boy looking for kind of you know his what's the word, you know. So he, for him to look at me, going, "You know, God, you're doing great." So like his admiration, I guess. Yeah. Um. So that kind of pushed me on with sport because I felt if my dad's doing sport, I want to do sport and show him that I, you know, I can be really good at that. Did you play? Team sports? Team sports, yeah. I played a lot of Gaelic football. I started Gaelic football when I was 10 or even... I think it was like 7. I was 7 when I started what playing football. What position did you play? Cornerback. Cor- Cornerback. Did you play... Sorry enough for cutting right across yeah, you because yeah. I'm a fucking GA fanatic. Mm. Did you play with 
clan of Kilties first team like we were on the were you I, I went as far as minor I was I look if I don't say you know, don't mind saying it, I was quite handy. Yeah. Quite handy. Looking at your looking at your physique I'd say were you like you I be physical, fast very, very physical, yeah. I was very clingy and as a cornerback I suppose you, you have to be attribute that, way. that every cornerback <laughs> needs is yeah. clingy like. And there was about four of us like under tens I was the star of the show. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, <laughs> when I was under ten, by nobody could touch me. <laughs> and then I went. I I finished my football career at sixteen. Okay. And I was, you know, one of the top guys there. And look, personally, I feel like I probably went would have went on to Cork Minor because the guys that was, were with me that were at my level went on to Cork Minor. Yeah. Finished playing f- football, then went on to rugby. Rugby straight oh, away, yeah. and rugby took over. Then took over. I, w- I was a rugby maniac. Um, ended up playing rugby under, monster under twenties and under twenty ones. Go away with Paul O'Connell, same team as Paul O'Connell. You played on the same team as Paul O'Connell. Yeah, he was second row, scrum half. Yeah. yeah. Shut the front door. Yeah, and Donico Callan and Jerry Flannery. Fucking they were on my hell. team. <laughs> yeah. That was a good team, man. That that's was a very good team. We that's won three world stars you just named yeah, out there, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Paul O'Connell is probably one of the greatest of all time. Greatest of all time, yeah. Like sure, look, it's it's Lions season again, and he was captain in two thousand and nine, I think mm. it was. Oh. And and I met him in Limerick a, um, a few months back. Still the same guy. We was hanging around each, with each other. I used to play for Cork on. He used to play for Young Monsters. We was hanging around with each other in the bar afterwards. Same guy. Like he, he wow. was so sound. Always so sound. And met him a couple of months ago. Same guy. Jesus. Unreal. Unreal. Is he a multi-millionaire now? He has to be. Absolutely yeah. has to be, yeah. Oh, but look, we're speculating. I know, yeah. We don't, I don't know Just give know him a quick that. call there. Put him on there. <laughs> yeah. You have his number. <laughs> but like... Yeah. W- like I personally, I don't watch much rugby, and but there is something about that monster team in the early noughties that, like, I would have watched those those Heineken Cup matches and stuff like that, and I would have got onto the what you say onto the fucking when you're hopping on board, like uh, yeah. the carousel or whatever it is, the fucking thing, just to come along for the journey. But like he was all, I was always impressed with him. I was always impressed with Raj as well. Yeah. Um, so you're you were hanging around with them in your early twenties. Yeah, uh, twenty. Well, yeah, twenty and twenty-one. Yeah. Um, I got two years. Luckily enough, it was always monster twenties, and then just as I was, I was finishing with the monster monster twenties, the next year they put the age up one year. So I got two years with the. Oh. And no one got that. Yeah. So I got two. I have two monster jerseys. Um. In my in my wardrobe now. Um, Fuck, that's amazing, man. Yeah, look, I, I was I was delighted with it. Yeah. So look, I, that that brings me back to my drive to kind of get the admiration from my father. Immediately pushed me to kind of he would go he crazy. Was he proud? Oh my god, he was unbelievable. Yeah. The support he gave me over over the years with with my with my kind of matches was just phenomenal. Like, and did wh- where did you go after Munster Rugby? Then, like, where did I was Corcon. I was Corcon then for a few years. Um, won the All Ireland League with with Ron O'Gara. Ron O'Gara was the old half. Brian You're on the same team as Ron O'Gara for Corcon. Yeah, say, yeah. But Brian O'Mara would have been the, s- the scrum half. I would have been the sub scrum half in that team. Mm. Um, Ron O'Gara. Who else would have been on that team that made it? Um, God, there, there was there was must have been a load. I can't like they yeah. don't come to mind now, but. Um, so you've an All Ireland medal. I do. I, d- I have two. I have an All Ireland First Division, and, and I went to Clonakilty then afterwards. Played mm. with them, and we won the Division Three title then a few years afterwards. But um, but I Colin, to, to just like just to knock you down a peg or two, like I have an Under Sixteen C North Cork <laughs> hurling medal. Yeah, like yeah. you can't buy them. But in know? fairness, if I if I match the First Division medal up with the Third Division, I I have more mass than the Third Division medal because I actually played. 
Yes. Whereas I was only sub for the first division. And it's always different. I have a junior Always different, always different, yeah. Football yeah. medal as well. And it's yeah. like, yeah, oh yeah, sure I was a part of it, but the lads would be talking about it, but like, and I'd be kind of, I enjoy the memories of it, but like at the back of the head, you didn't play, you're kind of going. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I didn't even get a run in the game. Like, do you know I what know, I mean? Like, I know, I but know. the fact that you ha- had one that you where you played is all the more impressive. Like, you know, mm. um, that's fantastic. So you're you're playing. Was that professionally then? Like, did you get paid? The for Corcon was semi-professional, so we got paid. We got paid for the matches we, the matches we won. We got paid. Oh, for. fucking bro. Okay. So I like love I that. was I was in college. I was in college and I was like twenty. So you like I finished my college year <laughs> that one year and then they gave me a check for like seventeen hundred euros oh and said go god. off there and enjoy your summer. And I was like, This is the life. Oh my god, man. But the whole pr- I think that's the way sport should be. Um, professional sport. You get paid if you get paid a certain amount if you draw, you get a certain amount if you, you win. And if you don't win, hello, see you later. You know, and um, with that, w- you had to get on the pitch. So, like, you're looking at the managers going, "Come on, get me on the pitch." Yeah. For the last two minutes. Oh my god, the competition for places must have been intense. Um, it was. Well, look, it was. It was like all like I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. It. We won the All Ireland League Division One in '98, '99. Then Brian O'Mara, the scrum half, the next year got injured or something. I was playing with O'Gara in the All Ireland League. We went up to Ulster. I'll never forget it. My first All Ireland League start. Second row was Paddy Johns. I don't know if you know. I, I heard pe- of people him. Will yeah, know him. Yeah. Irish international. Yeah. On the wing was Tyrone. Silly Hope. name like Paddy Johns. Really, yeah. when you think about it. But that's rugby as well. There's a lot of silly names. But go on. Sorry, now I'm interrupting you. Another international winger, Ty- Ty- um, Tyrone Ho. I think his name was <laughs> Alan Clark. Sub, <laughs> sub um, hooker. All these Irish internationals. I'll never forget the tackles I used to have to make against guys like Paddy Johns. It was like being hit by a train. Oh my like god! Like people don't realize, and that feeling of being hit by a train—that's what these professional guys go through all the time. Like how their shoulders hold up, how their knees hold up is they beyond. Don't, me. I'd say. I'd you want training, like you want training. They have to do is unbelievable. Like you'll see, like you even see with like Jack Charlton died there recently, um, and his and his brother now Bobby has it with for with the football just from heading the football. A lot yeah. of that 1966 English team yeah. are getting dementia and stuff like that. Like the way rugby has gone in the last twenty years, yeah. Like have a look at lads that are in their like early fifties, mid fifties now, and they're under pressure. Colin, like the concussion thing is is finally gone gone huge. Like I like Cornelius, I remember playing, and I could only see out half one side of my eye. Like as in out of your two eyes, you could only see out <laughs> one half of it. As in, you get concussed, right? And a line goes through your vision straight away and it's it's blurred and like you can't fully see properly. So what I used to do, I used to get concussed, massive hit blow to the head and what I used to do was I cannot let anyone know that I, I can't see properly because I'll be taken off and it's yeah. the last thing I want. So I, I'm a scrum half, I have to pass the ball to the old half and get it landing in his hands Yeah. and I'm hoping for the best throwing it out to him like but it's it's crazy. Like you'll be seeing stars and everything, but you the one thing you cannot do is leave that pitch because you're you're gone for the game then. Yeah. And you've been waiting this whole week to play the game. Yeah. And, and you don't want the fella that's that's the su- the sub come on to have a stormer. Absolutely and not. Yeah. So like Oh I, I get I, it. I, I get it. But everyone a lot of people think that's absolutely fucking lunatic behaviour now, by the way. But it I get is. it. look I understand I understand that like you'd have headaches and everything afterwards. I played we played the all Ireland Division three final against Setonians. I can't two thousand six I think it was. I don't remember the second half. I I was completely concussed for the whole second half. What? Yeah, as and in like you're so, 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 so you played the second half. You've no memory of that second half. Uh, no. 
very vague memory. And did you yeah. win the game? We won the game, yeah, thankfully. Uh, but like, were I, you involved I, in scores yeah, in the I, second I, half? I, I just went on complete autopilot. What the Complete fuck? autopilot. I remember I got a, it was either a tackle or I got a knee at the bottom of a rock, saw stars. I knew I was in trouble then, but luckily we won. <laughs> you know? I had uh, my leg. I still can't walk. I have. But again, it's, it's, it's a division three final. There's no way I'm going off that pitch. I I Not a fucking chance. get it. I get it. And I, like I um I, I I did a bit of coaching, uh, GA coaching, and I was in charge of our junior A team one year and our junior B team a few times and under twenty ones and uh, coming up. And it's like my thing is in championship, you've got to be willing to put your fucking head mm. where someone wouldn't put their foot. Yeah. That's the attitude that'll get you over the line. So I, when you're saying that to me, I'm like 100% get it. Yeah. But most people think that's <laughs> lunacy that you that you're concussed. You can't even remember it. 15 or 16 years later. You something coming through your eye. You're yeah. half blind. Yeah. It's lunacy, man. But like, it's great. Look lunacy. in a professional game now. You know, the guys get called off because on the video they see, you know, the the ref, the whatever they called, um, the fort ref, looks at the video and sees this guy got a, a clash to the head and they literally pull them off. And that's yeah. what you have to do because there's no way a player will... It's only right because off. if everybody was pulled off, then it's just going to be... like People are still going to get the concussions. You're going to recover. You're going to come back in when yeah. the time is right. Yeah. If you're good enough, you're fucking old enough and you're strong enough. Do you know mm. what I mean? I'm kicking stuff around the place here. And we've gone on off complete tangent, I think. Uh, <laughs> that's what you call a tangent <laughs> there now. Yes. Right? So you're talking your early 20s, so you're consumed with rugby, Corcon. Consumed. Um, uh, that w- like most people in college had a job. Yeah. That's your fir- is that your first job? It would have been, yeah. My, fir- my job, like I, I pleaded with my parents, like, don't make me work because yeah. I really want to go after this rugby thing. Wow, man. I yeah. fucking admire that so much. Like, so I t- it, t- it takes a certain mindset to to dedicate your life to that like i mean you am i right in saying that like you would have been obsessive with your preparation oh your yeah like 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 uh, give me an idea of like my my brother my brother played Leinster 20s weirdly enough he went to school Fucking in, yeah man. my brother was captain of the Leinster 20s captain Brian O'Driscoll captain Leo Cullen these guys get Brian O'Driscoll on the phone <laughs> there a second i want to talk to him <laughs> this is uh, this is like i i feel sh- ashamed i'm naming all these big names it's ridiculous yeah. um but like he he was unbelievable as a player. Your right? brother. Unbelievable. But yeah. he didn't have the work ethic. Yeah. He didn't like training. I was the opposite. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of myself. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> but like stone lazy. <laughs> so I, I was the opposite. I was a workaholic. I've always been. Mm. And I outworked everyone. Yeah. In that position. I wasn't the most talented, but I outworked them. So like what, like, like, give me an example of how you outwork someone. Like you literally have that rugby ball in your hands and I used to I used to be in college right I used to come home from college and I used to be bouncing a, a rugby ball off the wall and you know a rugby ball isn't circular mm. it's going to it's going to come off the wall in different directions so you have to ch- train your reactions to grab the ball basically I used to throw it at the top of the wall to let it bounce back down on me as if someone was tapping it down from a line out I used to literally be um, pretending the ball was at the bottom of a rock and passing it my poor housemate wh- who's George who's a great friend of mine now one of my best buddies I used to have him out th- in the garden you know um, me passing the ball to him like hundreds and hundreds of times unreal man That's repetition stuff. I did that for f- years 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 um, and that's and uh, obviously, then you would have worked hard in the gym, and your oh, your like diet. Yeah. Would you were looking after your diet? Oh god, like, yeah, I, yeah. I was like, insane. as you can see with me, like I'm like <laughs> I'm I'm a diet guy as well. You know, you'd be the opposite end of the scale to the way I look after my diet, though. D- I, different I, kind of vibe. I, I'll never forget. I was actually in my home place here, growing up, and 
I again these fads like I I there was no there's no like um whey protein back then like it was that was all really new so we were trying to get a protein in eggs doing mass eggs man <laughs> eggs cracking the eggs in a in a, um a pint glass right <laughs> I don't know how many eggs we used to have in there raw eggs milk and rice krispies I used to put a, a oh for <laughs> fuck's sake a little smidgen of rice krispies on the top as if it was a it was a pint of Guinness oh. and then I used to drink it I'll never forget one time I was in the kitchen I knocked it back one I had no sooner finished the glass <laughs> it, I Came projectile back. vomited <laughs> all over the kitchen wall because I just couldn't take yeah. it and that's what we're, that's what I was willing to put myself through fucking hell eating like that it's a intense. maniac in the gym so like it but was just all hard work I absolutely love that trait in people that obsessive like I want to reach the top of this is what I want to do and I and this is how I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it every day until I reach my goal I love that trait in a person um, I just find it very ad- admirable because I think you know on this planet in this in this life people are letting we were talking about this earlier on people are letting time escape from them and when you look back on your deathbed, the l- the only thing that you'll ask for is time, is mm-hmm. time back. It's the only thing you'll ask for. And when, like, if you look back in your life there now, and you look back at that period in your life, and we'll get on to the rest of your life in a minute, what a fucking brilliant experience, like. It well, was. Amazing. It was, and you obviously think it's going to last forever. Um, but it didn't. You know, like, I, 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 sti- I kind of have regrets that I didn't go for even harder mm. and become a professional rugby player because, like... Um, like the one advantage I have, just going back to the work ethic thing, I knew I wasn't the best player on the pitch, mm. so I knew I had to work yeah. harder to get anywhere near, yeah, a team. Even that that to me is even more inspirational because that that's that means that you know you can you can if you work just that bit harder, if you put yourself to the test day in day out, you're giving yourself every fucking chance, every chance, For and sure. and often more of a chance because the talented people they don't have to work as hard and when they do then forget about it like Michael Jordan did you watch that, that documentary on Netflix yeah, like yeah. shut the front door but, but like again <coughs> my brother that we're chatting about and myself have the same father and my father was a maniac worker like you mm. know he was a mechanic um, in, in his father's um, garage and I used to see him working all the time I used to see him in the gym you know doing doing weights and I ran towards that, whereas my older brother ran away from it. Mm. Yeah. You know, so like, who knows? You like don't know with kids, that's no, true. You like don't, you don't. You're, you've talked about your dad a bit there, and um, when I was doing a little bit of research for this podcast, I was on your Facebook, stalking your Facebook, and your Instagram, and all that kind of carry on. But I went back to 2017, I think, and uh, you were you had a blog at the time. I don't know if you keep if you're if you're blogging now at the moment, but you had a lo- you had a blog at the time, and you posted it one of your posts onto your page and it was about your dad turning 70 mm. and uh, I read it I read it and normally like uh, my my knowledge of you is through work you know and we're like thinking oh, are we talking away and stuff like that and we had a great hangout today but it's like you know I'd see you posting you know about your products your journey and your products it's super interesting your company that's my knowledge of you we'll say up until I read this then last night, and I was like, Jesus, there's a bit of depth in Colin mm. Murphy. There's a good bit of depth. So can you talk about your dad a little bit? Well, I suppose I wrote that because it was, I think it was around Father's Day, and 70 was a big one for me with my father, um, because, you know, you grew up with your dad, and, like, he was always very strong, you know, um, like, 
the way I feel about fathers, I feel like you almost, it's there for you to lose the respect of your son. Your son is looking at you going, I want to be like you. I think every son is looking at their dad going, I absolutely want to be like you. You know, that's my number one aim when you're like, you know, from one to ten. You idolized your dad. Absolutely idolize mm. him. But I, d- I thought that was normal, you know. what? I think it is pretty yeah. normal. I mean, like uh, like with myself, when I, I remember just idolizing my dad when I was a young kid. Definitely, yeah. 100%. You know? So the fact that my dad then turned 70, for me, with my fitness background, I realized that the decade, 70, between 70 and 80, that's when they go from being men that are strong into men that are a little bit frail. Yeah. So that was a kind of you know, a wake up call for me that I got to really start appreciating that my f- my dad is in good health and I, and he can move around and he's still a, s- a strong guy. Mm. And he, and it Does he work out still? No, he, 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 he didn't really work out. Like, he used to do weights, but that was only up to about 40. Like, his yeah. work is his working out because he's fixing bikes now in the bike shop. Yeah. And he was in the garage. He was, like, up and down, in, in and out of pits and, yeah. you know, lugging stuff everywhere. So that was his working out. But, um... You had a lovely bit, um, and I just thought it was a real honest bit. You were talking about, um, you know, when you were younger, you and your brother would get into trouble, and you're, you might get a whack of, 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 uh, of a wooden spoon off your mother, you know? But if your father got up Oof. off the chair oh God. and chased you, you, <laughs> you were in for... And I, it resonated with me, because, like, my mother would always say, wait till your father gets home now, you know? And, like, my dad was probably a, a much softer touch, but at the same time, the threat mm. of... Or if he... Do you know, if he did raise his voice, by Christ, a little bit of piss would come out of your your willing <laughs> down your legs. Do you know what I mean? I'm telling you, it was like I don't know, I don't know like a stampede up the stairs when my father's coming after my brother and myself. I'd be pulling him down behind me so he'd get the stamps. <laughs> um, and that's I like that as well. You said that you said, look, yeah, my dad gave us a few slaps, you know, but nothing excessive, and that it actually you you felt that it. Mo- I think I can't remember exactly now, but the words were like that. You know, it toughened you up a little bit. It made you right. Re- no, if you say that today, yeah, like corporal punishment, like you're you're not actually no. And I don't I don't hit my children. Just so yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, and I'm sure you don't hit your children. But it was the, and and it's that was the way it was. That yeah. was the way it was. And before that, it was a hell of a lot more uh, violent. And before that, it was you know kids yeah. got fucking really badly. Fucking. I I I, I, w- I wouldn't really say that. Yeah, it toughened me up. But I I think. It was almost like the threat, the mental threat that there's there's consequences. I learned that there's qu- consequences that if you do this, you're going to be in trouble. And like that's that's life, you know. Like Great there are consequences lessons. to your actions. Mm. So like we were well used to my mother. My mother, my mother, she'll kill me for saying, but she had the wooden spoon. She had the the, the dog's lead, <laughs> smack the scrap. Couple but of like knives. When, when you know when you know what's coming, it's not as bad. Yeah. But with my dad, you didn't know when he'd get up or when he'd come for you. And that's like that was terrifying. Yeah. But like he, he was a ver- like he wasn't an aggressive man. I know. But, he but that was the way fathers fathered. Yeah. And that absolutely. was but like your dad was no different to any other dad out there. That was the way fathers fathered, and they were like, listen to your mother. Exactly. Do what your mother says. Exactly. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah. And if I do, you're in trouble. Yeah. But like that, like I love that. I love that because it was real honest, and it's not something that everyone would kind of talk about in a way that w- would be admirable. And I, mm. I got that from it that it was a real. You admired your dad being the dad of the house and 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 holding court and making sure that everything was, you know, yeah. done and your mom was respected. And, and as you say, like he learned from his dad. Like th- I'm sure he got a lot worse than we ever ever got. Hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. Different generations. 
you were talking then uh, 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 just to bring you back to that because I just thought I was re- it was a really really good um, a really good read but you were talking about how he supported you then you know in your life like and you always felt that support like with, like you, you mentioned it briefly with your with, with your sporting and stuff like that and that and that even now and when you wrote it the pubs were open and stuff like that and now now that you kind of you know you might go for a pint with them and you know and the big thing that you were saying was that you're f- comfortable in silence with him and that was how you finished the piece was you were saying you don't have to be you know tr- cherish your, your parents cherish your dad hang out with him you don't have to t- you can be comfortable in the silence just in his presence that's enriching in itself and that to me because I don't really hang out very much with my dad now to be honest I don't really and definitely not in the pandemic I'm pre-pandemic not a whole pile if I'm being totally honest you know but I was reading it and I was like okay I need probably need to readdress that a small bit you know I really yeah. found it really powerful and um I just like to hear you talk about it a little bit. Well, I I think that's what I'm going to miss the most about him is his presence because you know like when he does pass away, whether it's ten years time, like he's seventy four now, so whether it's ten years time or fifteen years time or even before that, like I'm, I can f- like I c- I don't know how to explain it, but like I'll know that he's not there anymore. Yeah, it's not me. I don't need to see him to know he's around. You know. Yeah. But I feel like that that I'm not sure how it's gonna affect me. Like yeah. you were talking about the support, like the, the man used to come to every single match. Like like when I was when I was ten eleven, you know, when you were like when you peaked at ten. Yeah, tear, <laughs> tearing up the field, having I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to corroborate this. I'm gonna have to go down to Clannacilty <laughs> now and call into shops and go, Colin Murphy under ten, <laughs> good or bad. I need to find this out. But he he gave me the most kind of um you know, um feisty encouragement I'd say. When I was 10, 11, 12, like he was come when if I knew that he was on the sideline, and I did something wrong on the pitch, he'd be he'd come down, he'd be on the bank watching. He'd come down to the to the, uh, the wire and Roaring roar at, at me that uh, get yeah. in front of your man, you know, like yeah. and I'd be like, oh my goodness, like okay, I, yeah. like fear, fear for like fear for the first couple of years, but then oh my god, like when I got into my twenties, like I'd be in a match and I just see him there and it would power me on like you know another really? five five six percent because i'm doing it in front of my dad like yeah I, we started off this conversation anything anything that so that my dad would admire me more yeah you know it might sound silly or strange to some people that like he had that effect on me and like he never he never went about like i'm going to do this now so my my sons really love me yeah he probably enjoyed it he probably enjoyed he, going to yeah, like but like my connection with my dad is through sport you know, like, and he he didn't really do it with my two other brothers, whatever. Like people say that we're kind of similar. I think he he saw a bit of himself in me, mm. like dogged and and um, not much of a, a talker. My older brother now he's a talker. Like mm. he 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 real charisma, mm. whereas my father wouldn't have, wouldn't have had that too much. He has it in his own way. Mm. Um, so maybe that's it, but who knows? Well, who I knows? tell you now, man, I wouldn't be knocking your charisma to be totally honest with you. I think you're very charismatic, you know, really charismatic, honestly. And that's that's true. <coughs> that's true. Everything, you know. Um, that's a cool story. I, you did an Iron Man. I did. I did so I did. tell me, did you did you just stop playing rugby then, or what happened with rugby, and how did you end up doing an Iron Man? Like well, an Iron Man. What's the difference between an Iron Man and a triathlon? Well, an Iron Man is like a, a very, very long triathlon. Um, so an Iron Man is a bit, bit crazy in regards that it's a three point eight kilometer swim. Right. Then you go on to a uh, hundred eighty kilometer cycle. 
straight right. onto it. Right. And then you finish with a marathon, which is 42 kilometers. So that's all in one day. Fucking like, yeah. As fast as you can do it. So... And you have to do that. You can't take any. You can't be you an electric cert- bike, like <laughs> you have a certain amount of time. If you're finished, if you're not finishing eighteen hours, that's it. You're, you're, do- you're d- they kick you off. You're done. Oh my god! So, so you have to do it within a time frame, so as well. You do. So like you, you see these poor people, and they're like seventeen hours and and fifty six minutes, and they still have ten kilometers to go. They're done for, and oh they actually god. sweep them off the off the. They take them off the. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's devastating. Yeah, yeah. So I had my fill of rugby when I was twenty eight. I decided to retire, like at that stage. We were we were way. You're a gas man for like <laughs> getting out at the peak. You went <laughs> left under tens. You <laughs> left them under sixteens. Now you're you're twenty. Like because in my head now, yeah. I'm like, did he ever go back and play football with Clannacilty? <laughs> I, did, I, didn't, <laughs> I know? didn't know. I didn't. But I like you, twenty eight is is it's that's young, young to it's retire young. from a team sport because they would yeah. say, and I'm and I don't know. I I am holding my hands up. I don't know as much about rugby as I would about Gaelic or soccer or hurling that kind of carry on. But that's when you kind of come into your peak. It is, but I, I had 10 years of almost like senior rugby at that stage, which means you're away every single weekend oh travelling oh around yeah. the country. We're up north, you know, in the west of Ireland. Yeah. You know, you'd, you'd for these trips, you're away Friday night. You work all week. Yeah. Then you go off Friday night. You're back, you match is Saturday. You go on an absolute lashing session of drink on the Saturday night. Fucking you're class. totally hungover on the Sunday. Then you're back to work on the Monday. Mm. That was like that was my life for ten years. And sometimes, if you were subbing on the Saturday, you'd have to play a seconds game on the Sunday. So I've ha- I had had enough of it. I had to look towards work and kind of getting money in the d- in the door and kind start of start your life. Yeah, kind of, I did. And I had you, you lived your dream really, like uh, to be fair. And yeah. now it was time. You're like you're looking at. Okay, I'm 28. I'm still young, and you're gonna I'm gonna enjoy the back end of my twenties. Yeah, and, and where the Ironman came in then was I t- was so sick of team sports and having to be a certain place at a certain time with the rest of rest of your buddies. I wanted to do something on my own. And triathlon and Ironman was the the perfect challenge for me because no one I like everyone's doing Ironman now. Back then in in 2010, I think I was the first Ironman from Clonakilty ever, you know, to do one. Wow! And now now everyone's doing them, but that. Meant I needed something that big to kind of go for to kind of replace the buzz exactly yeah exactly yeah. and and that is yeah that's that's unreal because I I you w- I have heard of Ironmans and you'd see it and stuff like that and 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 I don't know I know my wife did a triathlon once upon a time but it was like a very watered down one that she can't like she keeps bringing it up like you know and I was like that's fucking twenty odd years ago love they're they're tough they're yeah. mentally tough and physically tough as well because well I I definitely think they're mentally tough because I've been thinking about it for a long time <laughs> <laughs> and I can't get beyond that phrase <laughs> but um no that that's that's amazing that's that's I that's did, the w- I, I, I you did, did w- an Austria is it I did, did, did an Austria and I did one you know it was the training's the worst part you're six months training and like it's almost me going back to my weekends away with the rugby like it's literally four hour cycle on a, on a Saturday you know another three hour run on a Sunday and yeah. you're in bits for the whole weekend so like you know I did it with two other guys who were married at the t- you know still are married yeah and didn't have any kids, I don't think, either of them, but like... That's why they were able to do it. One poor guy, I, I swear to God, I'd say they almost got a divorce. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. Because he was away all the time. Training. Training, 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 all the time, like, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a full-time commitment, really, it like, it's so kind I, of... I did one to say I did it, and I have no interest in doing it. And was it a buzz? To be honest, I thought you'd feel this elation going across the finish line. I felt nothing. I was just, like, 
That's that done now. That's that done. I, I felt nothing. And, you know, you'll be going on these big, long cycles, training, and you'll be, you know, you get emotional thinking of you crossing the line. Yeah. And that this goes on for months. And then I crossed the line, and I was like, the one thing I wanted was a big glass of water. It was 37 degrees for a marathon. Wow. We were in bits. That kind of reminds me of, uh, of, my, of comedy, right? Mm. When, like, you could be on the road for six or nine months writing a show, you know, dying, doing well, doing okay, doing great, doing shit all together, knitting it together, getting it together, like thinking about it like in the road, writing bits, getting like dreaming about your show in Edinburgh and then you come and then you bring it to Edinburgh and you do it and then Edinburgh's over and you're just kind of going, I just want to go home. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know? absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's the journey where, it's the, where the enjoyment is in. Yeah, and it's another box ticked in a way, you know, yeah. and that's what, you, that's what you signed up for, you got it, so let's go on to the next thing. Let's you know? move on. Yeah. So I want to talk about um your business that you had prior to the pandemic i know you had the beard company as well but it was like properly built is a fitness business that you had is that your was that your first business that was my first business yeah Pro- properly, properly built properly built yeah yeah can you tell me a little bit about it i think cuz like i when i like i i knew you're always like a strong looking guy and stuff like that and I, and uh, donal actually we were talking about donal earlier on had said jesus he's f- he's a fierce man for the training and he trains a few teams and you know mm-hmm. and i was like oh very good but then when i went looking i was like that was like a a fairly success like cause i saw you doing this facebook live to a couple of hundred people on the beach you raised two and a half grand and like, tell yeah. me a little bit about that business. How did that happen? And well, look, coming on from you know, we've been talking about the rugby and and the Ironman. Like, fitness is in in my blood, and like, for me, growing up is always a kind of a you know, in between um, sport or carpentry. Actually, I went off and did a, a carpentry apprenticeship as well. Go ahead. I did. Yeah, um, I did the sport. I did my um, college stuff. Went f- into fitness for a few years. Then went went off, did my carpentry apprenticeship for four years. Jesus went Christ. Back into fitness. Oh, oh yeah, and I learned Swahili as well. <laughs> I, did, I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but anyway, sorry, go on. <laughs> um, so, Property Build was great. It came from my time in Spain, at towards the end of my time in Spain. I lived in Spain for six years. Um, I, I When did you move to Spain? We forgot all about that. I moved to Spain in 2011, after the Ironman, actually. Okay. Because I was a carpenter. The and we were in the middle of this the crisis of 2008. Couldn't, th- I, we lost our job. The yeah. houses dried up um so hit met a girl hitchhiking she was hitchhiking i, I pulled over <laughs> met two spanish girls one one was beside me in the seat um in the passenger seat another one was in the back i was looking in the rear view mirror looking at the girl in the back going wow she's fantastic you know long story short we started dating i ended up saying what do i have here in clonacilty M- i have no job it's the perfect time to go let's go there for a few months so i ended up being in spain we broke up, up after about a year and a half. I loved it so much, it continued for another f- four years, so I ended up being there about five and a half years. Wow, just kind of doing carpentry jobs and stuff like oh that, God, is it? No, absolutely not. English teaching. English teaching. I couldn't, sure. Oh, yeah. In Madrid, no one speaks a word of English, or oh. back then, they certainly didn't anyway. So English teaching, oh, and the I, bastards. I loved my life. I absolutely loved, loved Spain, but my job, I, I, I you that it. wasn't me. Yeah. You know, uh, towards the end of my time in Spain, I did start doing a bit of personal training in English. So I always wanted to get back to the fitness. So I s- towards the end of that time, I started, uh, you know, saying, okay, I need to work for myself. Let's Can I just, yeah. p- there's one thing that you said there, and I actually think it's very interesting. And I think it really helps to do a job that you hate to appreciate what you love. For sure. Like, and I've done that. And can t- tell me a little I bit about that. I couldn't understand why I wasn't happy. I was like, I was deeply unhappy, even though 
my life was amazing. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, I had enough money to to live well. The sun was shining. Loads of great friends. But you know, my there was job was something missing. Like. Absolutely, like absolutely. So I ended up coming back to Ireland. You know, started kind of building or starting the business at the end of my time in Spain. Came back to Ireland. Moved to Limerick. Um, in my brother for a couple of years and um then just you know started like any business from the bottom you know so you just said i'm going to do this properly built did you do was it a f- how did you start off fitness classes i i moved to limerick like as we were speaking before mm-hmm. my my poor brother's fiance died suddenly ended up moving moving in with him to help him out with his little guy um for a couple of years so while i was in limerick Unreal. i was willing to do anything like of course. i i needed some cash so i started off um, a local girl was doing had a kind of a gym, did classes for her, like the bodyweight stuff. Um, also, during that time, I started doing the YouTube videos of these 12-minute workouts, you know, where no one has, n- you don't need any equipment. Hit, is it? Hit, yeah, yeah. yeah saw yeah, them yeah. on your Facebook page? So, like, it's, it's, they were great because you don't need any money, you don't need any equipment, you just do it and, y- and you feel good. Yeah. Um, so, that started, started taking off and um got more and more work like you get the the vibe from the people doing it whereas that they just love it they couldn't get enough of it so i'm like okay great this is fantastic and then eventually moved back to clonacilty and started building it up from there with youtube channel started to started to get kind of a following there people started to know me and i was high i was high energy because i loved it so much myself and that energy kind of attracted more people um and the lot of attraction man right there in front of you i, I like I I was looking at it and I was like, Jesus, this man, what does, like, is this man, you know, open up the shirt? Is there a Superman thing underneath it? Like, I saw you on a stage down in Clan- down in Inchidani, um, microphone around to the side of the, the face, and there was, like, there must have been a couple of hundred people, maybe even more, on the beach, and you were doing one of those things. You were you raised, I think it was money for, um, it was a fundraiser, was it for? I down Syndrome, Down Syndrome. Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half grand, and um, I could just, what you were saying there, I could just feel it from watching it the energy the positive come on eh. like oh, a, sure. and i know that you did a little bit of ga training we were talking earlier um about a mutual friend that we have mm. and he listens to this podcast actually oh, as well <laughs> alan does listen <laughs> to this podcast um and he's always asking me to fucking do ga podcasts but alan i'll do what i want all right okay <laughs> you're not the boss of me <laughs> but um and he he said that he'd get you in but he always loved when you came into the ga uh trainings because it was a brilliant session. The boys were fucked from it, um, uh, but it took. It, it was a. It, they were always different, always yeah. diverse. So well, I I wanted I wanted training. Give guys training that I would like to do. You know, I I had, I had, I've gone through thousands of training sessions myself with 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 trainers that are going through the motions that have put no thought into the session. You know, I want I want to. It, these sessions are so painful. Fit you know fitness wise that you want to be almost distracted that you don't realize what you're going through. So like. If you just keep them moving and keep it different, they really enjoy it. I enjoy it because I'm not bored, mm. and um, it makes for a great session. Yeah, oh yeah, and I have seen him, and I'm, I'm on a journey. Like I'm just at the very start of it, though. <laughs> you get there. You get there. You get there. <laughs> um, brilliant. So right. So th- yeah, that was p- that was properly built anyway. It, um, and it just, just exploded. It, just, it 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 took off, and people were just loving the classes. Brilliant, man. So this, so this is going on, and then. <laughs> you have the Swahili off. <laughs> you've lived in Spain. You've had this model girlfriend. You've played <laughs> professional rugby. Um, you've got like everything is going exciting for you. I mean, there's no point in even trying to do anything else because, like, where would you have the time? But you decide then, 
I'm going to start a new business and mm. it's going to be a business that has absolutely nothing to do with anything that I've ever done in my whole entire life. It's and like that's the West Cork Beard Company of who I am super proud to represent, by the way. And thank you so much for everything that you do for me on the, on the podcast and in general. I really appreciate it. I want to say that to you face to face. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'd love to hear the story of that. Well, it's like it's like someone says to you, you know, would you ever have believed you'd be in this position, you know, five years ago? And there is not a chance, like a beard company. What are you talking about? Um, so, like, you know, I, I guess things happen for a reason. I did my YouTube channel with the fitness. I started getting recognized for my beard at the time. I I moved back from Spain, uh, um, and at the same time, I I broke up with my girlfriend that I had for about four years. wasn't you know, very sad about that, you know, very down about that. So in a way, my beard, I started growing up my beard just to kind of, to let people know that I needed some time. I, you know, I was going to my man cave. Um, Big time, man, yeah. You know, and it just kind of naturally started to grow. It wasn't like I'm a, you know, I'm lazy and I, I don't want to trim it. It was just my, my way of kind of <sighs> telling people that I'm going through something here. Um, and my fitness, my fitness kept me, kept me going and, and positive. But because... I was a fitness guy with a beard, which isn't very common. No. Um, people started recognizing me, and um, then I started thinking, well, obviously, I started need to look after my beard longer it got, and I started looking around, couldn't find any products that, um, that were kind of good quality and, and had the ingredients in them that I wanted. Um, and also, at the same time, I was looking, how am I going to kind of almost monetize the, the YouTube channel? Because it was, it was very popular. And I was looking at these bands that you put on your legs and you train with the bands. And I didn't think that would work. So I need another kind of way of making money because, you know, YouTube is great, but you don't make a lot of money. No. From from video unless you're getting massive su- massive subscription altogether, like yeah. So w- it was out of a need for another income stre- stream. So then I started looking at my beard and saying, okay, uh, looking at what's out there, and I think I could I can do this. You know, I can I can make a product that's a little better than what's out there. So I I started tinkering and making making my first beard all, which was you started making in the kitchen, literally. Yeah, literally in the kitchen. You know, decide decide what ingredients I wanted. Obviously, tested, 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 and um took from there one product onto the next one onto the next one obviously look it's such a learning curve mm. you know if i if i look back and think think about all i ha- would have had all i had have had to go through to b- get to this point you wouldn't do it i wouldn't do it man nope. it, the, the amount of work yeah it has been for the tests and making sure all the labels have the correct information stuff i didn't have a clue of about. course you're just thinking oh i'm going to do a beard oil and i'll just put it into a bottle and <laughs> just tell people to buy it and yeah. they, they will should like of course like i mean the do the due diligence and the work behind it but i suppose from talking to you no better man you know from y- your work ethic has never let you down that's one thing that has never let you down in fact that's your kind of superpower you know um the product is amazing. All your products are amazing. And I'm wearing a beanie today um, yeah. that you send me, uh, and we send one for my wife as well. Um, so you cut kind of a little bit of a clothing line going on as well. And with, so it's, it's well. lovely with the branding going on. But I do, I do, yeah. lo- I do love that though. I, I, like, I love that it's, you know, you've got, um, like, you've, you're working on soap at the moment. You've got bams. You've got, like, loads of different oils. You've got the beard butter. You've got your little scissors. You've got your comb. You've got your brushes. And now you've got these beanies, and I know you had a beanie before, but like I'm, I'm excited for, you know. Well, the, the beanies are interesting because when you're bringing out tuxedos, I want a tuxedo, <laughs> man. <laughs> the beanies came out because really I wanted, you know, I love beanies myself, so mm. l- of course, 
you know, a big beard and a beanie, I, I think is a good look, a cool look for, it is. for certain guys. Um, but also the beanies also came out to kind of, you know, we were talking early, like half of my women are half of my women. <laughs> <laughs> Half of my women wear beanies. <laughs> half of my customers are women. Yeah. So like, I didn't want this macho website that women come to and didn't have a clue what these products are or there's nothing for them there. So the beanies are a way, and you know, I obviously use women models with the beanies. It just almost like to make women comfortable on the website, there's yeah. something there for them um, because they've been fantastic, you know. Well, we were talking about this uh, outside, and it's like, um, like I know myself, I haven't bought a stitch of clothes in about seven years. Noel yeah. buys my clothes. Yeah. She'll go, look, this is what I have here. It'll be three pences. Which one do you like? Oh, that one's a nice one. Yeah, try it on there. And even then, I'll be kind of going annoyed that I have to try it on in my own bedroom. Yeah. And um, she'll send back the rest of them then. And like that's just the, the, the way it is. Like with comedy as well, I see it myself when I'm selling tickets. The women generally buy the tickets. Mm. They're planned the nights out, and the husbands are fucking dragged along. You know, like I've often been at a show where there's like, you know, it's it's mostly women, and they're uh, if they've brought if they've managed to bring along their partner, he's there just for the for the pints. You know, for sure. Um, so it it's it's very you're dead right. You're dead right. Make it uh, accessible to the people who are actually buying the products. It yeah, makes like sense. You know, they buy the products, but they're they're also the people that send the links or send the Instagram handles to the guys. Check this out check this out whereas us guys were like oh yeah we just couldn't be bothered i don't know what's up with yeah. us but uh you know if we see it and we like it we'll go for it but like i'm certainly not sending my mates you know these nice jeans that i saw on instagram yeah you know it's just not gonna, <laughs> not gonna happen whereas <laughs> if they uh, <laughs> yeah i might send you a link over to a couple of nice pairs of jeans over the next few weeks have a look at these colin <laughs> but i know from my from you know from from the girls i've dated you know over the years i get links 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 Check this out. Check this yeah. out. Yeah, and I I love it because I'm like yes, uh, you know, great. It, it saves us time for sure. You know, it for saves sure. us time. And no, it's it's brilliant. Um, you're so good on social media. Your YouTube, your TikTok, your Insta, your Facebook. You put the time, the effort, and you invest in it really as well, don't you, Colin? Like, well, yeah. Look, especially the YouTube videos are not cheap. The, the for, you know, uh, there's no for me. There's no point in having a website if it's not good quality. Like the re website represents me. Mm. You know, like I certainly don't want poor quality photographs or poor quality videos out there so yeah all these these um photographers and the video guys are expensive but it's worth it because you know this stuff is going to stay on the internet forever yes it, it it better be good because like i said it's, re it's representing you yeah. now and in 10 years time and you can see you invest in it i like uh, like we were talking about it outside and like i suppose it's like anything you pay for what you get you know you could do that stuff yourself on a phone you could buy a camera you could do yourself your, it yourself but if you've got someone i always think if you can if you can get someone in who's an expert at it and it cuts into your 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 profit margin but it takes a massive job that's done now to a high spec it's always worth it i think anyway unless you're obviously your margins are very tight altogether you know it is but look what what are you looking for Mm. I'm not looking for all the profit now. I'm looking for the the profits in ten years' time. Yes, you know, like, but if I wanted to make fast cash for the next two months, you know, like, yes, I, my my strategy will be completely different. I'm totally patient. Mm. I'll do this for the next ten, twenty years, no problem at all. Mm. You know, and it'll all work itself out. It would definitely work itself out, mm. and that brings it, that actually brings me on nicely. We're going to finish up sh shortly. What's your end goal? Have you got an end goal in in mind for the West Cork Beer Company? end goal it's you know I'd love to be able like I look at my, my 
oh Jesus, the whole thing, whole podcast going back to my father. But I look at my father; he has a, wi- a business now for the last thirty years, mm. and he's got, he's he was a- able to do what he wanted for the last thirty years mm. with no boss. Like for me, if that was the case, that I continue West Cork Beer Company, do my own thing, you know, enjoy the creativity of bring out these new products, and you know, help other people out by hiring some people as well. Beautiful. For the next thirty years, I'd be so happy. So you'd love to grow it into like oh, a for sure, for sure. I love that. Like I mean, so if someone comes along and says, "Look, here's." Here's a million for the West Cork Beer Company. Like, obvi- or, you know, within reason, a good offer for your company. Or mm. you, you'd be like, you're kind of, you'd, you'd obviously consider it, but like where you're standing with your heart at the moment is, this is for, this is for the long term. I want to develop this. I want this to go global. Yeah, because I wouldn't sell it now because it's nowhere near where it can be. I agree, you know, man. It's not the finished product at all. I, I t- in, like, I'm four years in. I'm only starting, barely. Yeah, that's actually so exciting to hear as well because, like, just watching it, just watching the development of it online, and like, you see, I see a lot of businesses online. I, you know, and some of them, God, and we were talking about this. All it is, it's selling, 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 selling. Which you. It's not selling. It's like, look, this is what I'm doing here. I'm testing this soap. Look at me in the shower here. I'm, te- I'm giving you instant feedback. Um, you're, you're, when you're putting together the oils in the kitchen, when you're boxing it, when you're sending it off, the whole beginning, the middle, and the end, and then when you're t- doing your photography, and then when you're like, you've got, and you've got different content for different platforms as well. Like I know that you're, you're on TikTok now, you're on YouTube, you're on obviously on Facebook, and you're on Instagram, you're on them all, and you're on them constantly with different stuff and that's that's work in itself that the content it is it key. is but for me like I don't want you to buy my beard oil or my beard balm if you don't know what to do with it mm. and that's pointless for absolutely me. You know, pointless you're saying oh you'll give me you know I'll get the money I really kind of don't want that money mm. because I want you to learn first and get the information that's why I brought out the YouTube channel get the information first get the product second this is why I need this product yeah exa- exactly yeah. Like, you know like I didn't know, for example, right before we um, we were working with each other, I didn't put much product into my beard. And I had a much fuller, longer beard then, but obviously I have been now in the last three years. But I didn't know that, you know, when you're putting on oil, that it has to go onto the skin. I'd have always just put it onto the hair, yeah, and I'd have lathered it on as well. And like just thinking, that's what you do with it, like. But like when you listen to the and when you watch the YouTube stuff, it's very interesting. It's very informative, and. Um, yeah, it's it's super professional and fair play to you, man. And I hope it goes global. I hope it goes all over the Milky Way. I hope you're the biggest beard company in the Milky Way, in this Milky Way anyway, you know? <laughs> well, I need oh. to make sure I have the a bigger, a bigger. Um, well, I, I, I need to invest in more machines and all that. Because like I, I learned last year, you can get very big, or if you get big too fast, it can put you on, under all sorts of pressure. You're, am I right in saying you're doing it all by yourself at the moment? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Absolutely. how far away are you from kind of making that step of... October now, I'd say. October, I'll bring someone on because yeah. the run-up to Christmas it was just hell for me. Hell in a good way for me last year. And when you're bringing someone on, what, what like, boxing... Yeah, I need, to, I, I need to be making everything and in the kitchen just making the products and I need someone to um, be labelling, boxing... And shipping. And shipping. Yeah. 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 Uh, like you definitely get someone to even for a short term contract at Christmas. For sure. If I had enough for three months from October to December, I'd be delighted. Yeah. You know. Colin, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed it, yeah. Really yeah, it, yeah, it really has. And um, check them out, guys. The West Corp Beer Company. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about them. Um, thank you guys again for listening. Um, we're going to leave it there. If you're enjoying this 
podcast please rate review and sub- subscribe on iTunes that helps me out tons I don't have any Patreon or anything like that so that's the kind of um, that's the kind of feedback that's helping me out at the moment and I really appreciate it I want to say thanks to my sponsor once again you know um, if you're looking to get in contact you can email me at corneliusthecomic at gmail.com I'm on Instagram at corneliusthecomic and Twitter at comedian um, stay tuned and we'll talk to you next week stay in by the wall good luck good thanks bye 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 bye